0: Hey everybody, we are reading Matthew 27. we got two lessons left, and then we'll be wrapping up a, a full year study where you guys are getting, remember, two Bible CEUs, one for first semester and another for second semester. So, Matthew 27, this is the chapter of Jesus' crucifixion. We are coming up on Easter. So it's kind of neat to be studying the crucifixion and the resurrection as we prepare for that. As we read this chapter, I'd like you to have in mind the Day of Atonement from Leviticus. So the Day of Atonement was the day when the high priest would go into the temple and would um, take the blood Of a goat and Would present that blood on the ark and then the other blood the sorry the other Goat the high priest would lay hands on that goat and would be sent into the wilderness so Leviticus uh, 16 and 17 is the day of atonement and I think that Matthew has that very much on the brain when he talks about Jesus's crucifixion. So I think there's a few things being merged together. We have the Passover event with the the lamb, the unblemished lamb, and then we also have the Day of Atonement. Um, so there's an Exodus event happening with Passover. And there's also a sacrificial event happening for the forgiveness of sins. So I want those two ideas tied together because I think that happens in the Old Testament, Exodus and forgiveness of sins are something that are combined together. Um, Isaiah 40 is a super big deal for all the gospel writers. And it says, um, comfort, comfort my people. You have paid double all of your sins. And it's the beginning of Isaiah speaking of God, delivering them back home from exile. So the Day of Atonement, I'd like you guys to have that idea on the brain as we read Matthew 27. When morning came, all the chief priests and all the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death and they bound him and they led him away and delivered him over to Pilate the governor. So notice the priests are binding Jesus and leading him um, to be delivered over to the pilot to, to pilot the governor. Just that imagery from the day of atonement is just already there. Then When Judas his betrayer saw that Jesus was condemned he changed his mind and brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders saying I have sinned by betraying innocent blood they said what is this to us see to it yourself and throwing down the pieces of silver into the temple he departed and he went and he hanged himself But the chief priest taking the pieces of silver said, it is not lawful to put them into the treasury since it is blood money. So they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field as a burial place for strangers. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah saying, and they took the 30 pieces of silver the price of him on whom a price had been set by some of the sons of Israel. And they gave them the potter's field as the Lord directed me. Man, there's a lot there that I think I don't fully understand. And I want to process more. Um, So I wish I had some cool things to say about that. But I bet you there's a whole bunch going on there that um, I just have not learned and I'd like to study verse 11 now jesus stood before the governor and the governor asked him are you the king of the jews and jesus said you have said so but when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders he gave no answer then pilate said to him do you not hear how many things they testify against you but when he gave him no answer not even a single charge so the governor was greatly amazed now, at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And when they had an, and uh, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas, okay? Um, a, an outstanding uh, prisoner. And so when they had gathered, Pilate said, "Whom do you want me to release? Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Christ? For he knew, that it was out of envy they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, have nothing to do with that righteous man, for I have suffered much today because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the the crowd to ask for Barabbas to destroy Jesus. And the governor again said to him, which of the two do you want me to release? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate, said to them then what shall i do with jesus who is called the christ and they all said let him be crucified and he said why what evil has he done but they all shouted all the more let him be crucified so you see that the imagery right two goats on the day of atonement the first goat the priest would sacrifice and that blood would be for the forgiveness of sins and the other priest the other goat <laughs> would the the priest would lay hands on that goat and that goat would be sent off into, into the wilderness and the picture there was the sins of the people were laid on that goat and off it goes and so there we have these two people barabbas and jesus one is released and one is going to be crucified And I think that parallel imagery is intended. It's just that the one released, Barabbas, doesn't have the sins laid on him. Jesus is going to be both the one that has the sins laid on him and he's going to be the sacrifice. And so when Pilate saw that he was gaining nothing but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood see to it yourselves and all the people answered his blood be on us and our children oh my goodness what language his blood be on us and our children and what i'm sure matthew is is being ironic here because that's exactly what we want we want jesus's blood To be on us and to be on our children then he released for them barabbas and having scourged jesus delivered him to be crucified then the soldiers of the governor took jesus into the governor's quarters and they gathered the whole battalion before him and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and twisting together a crown of thorns they put on his head and 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 put a reed in his right hand, and kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit on him, and they took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. And of course, right, this is finally the time where Jesus is hailed the King, the Messiah, and the Irony, of course, is all over the place, but Matthew wants us seeing this is the gospel. This is the good news that the kingdom of God has arrived. And how does it arrive? And how will it conquer? The king will conquer by being conquered. This this is the language that I think we need to hold on to when we get to the book of Revelation and we, we think that Jesus is going to return in warfare and killing people, and I find that all to be very problematic. I think the way Jesus is displayed here is the way he's displayed in Revelation. He is the Lamb who is slain. He is the, the one who is taking the sins of the people and... That's how he is King. As they went out, they found a man from Cyrene, Simon by name, and they compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he, he would not drink it. Um, it's interesting mixed with gall um, it's a bitter ingredient um, so I don't know why they offered him that maybe um, as, a, as a joke but when he tasted it he would not drink it and when they crucified him they divided his garments by casting lots then they sat down and kept watch over him there and and over his head they put the charge against him which read this is Jesus King of the Jews and the two revolutionaries were crucified with him one on the right and one on the left you remember that remember the mom asking uh, "Will can my sons be at your right and at your left in your kingdom and Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking. And here we are, the one on the right and the one on the left are these revolutionaries being crucified on a cross. And Jesus is right in the middle. This is the cup that God has for Jesus to drink. And those who pass by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. And so the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders mocked, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now. If, if he desires him, for he said, I am the Son of God. And the two revolutionaries were crucified with him, also reviled him in the same way interesting matthew doesn't highlight the the um the revolutionary who um asks to be a part of jesus's kingdom in in his gospel now from the sixth hour there was darkness over the land until the ninth hour and about the ninth hour jesus cried out in a loud voice saying eli eli lama sabachthani in aramaic my god my god why have you forsaken me And here Jesus is quoting uh, Psalm 22, the very first verse of Psalm 22. And I think he's intending on the entire psalm to be what he's thinking through and processing. It's an amazing psalm. And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man's calling Elijah. And one of them ran at once, took a sponge, filled it with sour wine. And put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink but others said wait let's see if whether Elijah will come to save him and Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit and behold the curtain of the temple was torn in two top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split so that turn that curtain of the temple being torn in two obviously very significant um, I think even, um, sorry, I'm going to go back here. I was on verse 51. Is it in Matthew that Jesus' clothes are ripped? Um, Yeah, it's it's in John. So they strip him of the clothes. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's actually in the Gospel of John that his garments are ripped top to bottom. Um, and John's clearly connecting to the, the curtain there when he does that. <clears throat> but the temple curtain being ripped clearly is significant. Um, the writer of Hebrews is going to speak of the curtain that is Jesus's body being the way in which we access God, the father, um, and now we have that access unhindered. Uh, there is no curtain anymore. Jesus is the curtain by which we access the Father. Um, oh, the book of Hebrews so good. The earth shook, the rocks were split, and the tombs also were opened. Now here's something that's very strange. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of their tombs after Jesus' resurrection, okay, we're fast-forwarding now. They went out into the holy city and appeared to many. And when the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly this was the Son of God. So a centurion gets it finally. There were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph." Notice the language there. That's Jesus's mom, but she's distanced from Jesus in that way. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Ah, she's back. The mother of the sons of Zebedee, who had asked that her kids, her sons, be on Jesus's right and left and here she's present to see those who were on Jesus's right and left and it weren't it was not her sons it was two revolutionaries I wonder if she was thinking about her request when she was present there and when it was evening there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph who also was a disciple of Jesus And he went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it be given to him, and Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen shroud, and laid it in his new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled the great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how the imposter said while he was still alive, after three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he is risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go and make it as secure as you can so they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard